On today's episode of Locked On Oilers, finding grit for the bottom six, what the top nine looks like after practice today, and the Bakersfield Condors report. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, there's some new lines once again for the Edmonton Oilers as they head into the island. And pretty interesting name making the top line for the Edmonton Oilers. We will talk about that in just a second. But also on today's episode, we are going to take a look at potentially adding some spice to the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers as some interesting names have become available. And I'm wondering if the Edmonton Oilers might be leaving this road trip with a new enforcer. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we'll wrap up today's episode with the Bakersfield Condor Report as the Condors do play tonight on Tuesday night. So won't have an update from the game, but uh, the Condors have had a pretty interesting last week. We will talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, the Edmonton Oilers had new lines at practice today while they skated. Uh, they probably skated in uh, uh, on the island. I'm not sure exactly where they skated, but uh, did have practice today heading into their game against the Islanders. And we do have some new lines to take a look at. As Warren Fogle has been elevated for the Edmonton Oilers. He is on the top line with Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. And this is not going to make a lot of people happy because taking his place on the second line, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, and Yessa Puliyarvi. Yessa Puliyarvi back in the top six for the Edmonton Oilers. Pretty interesting if you ask me because I think that line with uh, McLeod and Costin was a very good line. Uh, but the Oilers are changing it up. That also means Matthias Janmark is back into the bottom six. He's on the third line for the Edmonton Oilers as he is lining up alongside Ryan McLeod and Clem Costin. And Dylan Holloway still on the fourth line for the Edmonton Oilers alongside Brad Malone. And Derek Ryan, Devin Shore also taking some reps with the Oilers on that fourth line there. It'll be interesting to see how the Edmonton Oilers do line up against the Islanders, considering they went 11-7. It was uh, relatively a shock, honestly, when it came to puck drop. Not a lot of people expected it to be 11-7, and once puck drop came, it was 11-7. Speaking of 7-7 defensemen for the Edmonton Oilers, obviously at practice today as Darnell Nurse lined up with Cody Ceci, Brett Kulak with Evan Bouchard, Marcus Niemelainen alongside Tyson Berry, and Ryan Murray taking reps in between as well. I'll be honest with you, I think Marcus Niemelainen had a very good game against the uh, Devils, considering he had uh, was 
probably the one to blame. I don't want to say the one to blame because that was obviously a team effort in that loss against the New Jersey Devils the first time they played on November 3rd, but um, he had a very good game. Uh, it was nice to see him kind of bounce back, get back into the groove, threw some very nice hits. In fact, I believe he had the hit of the game for uh, the Edmonton Oilers last night as well. So a necessary evil the Edmonton Oilers needed to bring in there. And then Jack Campbell back at practice today. As he said, just a broken nose. (laughs) Nothing too uh, special. You sure Jack Campbell isn't Canadian? Because just a broken nose sounds like something you'd say on the ODR. Uh, He was in the net with Stuart Skinner at practice today. Not exactly a confirmation as to who will be starting in net tomorrow against the New York Islanders just yet. We shall see as the Edmonton Oilers go into the island uh, tomorrow night, five, uh, I believe it's five o'clock. I didn't even check when the puck drop is, uh, but it's between five and five thirty. early puck drop for the Edmonton Oilers on uh, uh uh, Wednesday to Wednesday, I should say. World Cup has been going on, so that has been occupying everything. But either way, early puck drop for the Edmonton Oilers on the island for an Islanders team that just beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime. It's going to be very interesting because they are also a team that have two very solid goalies in Varlamov and with uh, Ilya Sorokin. The Edmonton Oilers have not had a good uh, track record with ref or with referees with goaltenders recently. So I don't know how I feel about this lineup. I don't know how I feel. Fogel on the second line was already a stretch for me. Fogel on the first line just doesn't do it for me. I I just don't know if he brings what <laughs> McDavid more specifically needs. Pulley I think he did because he was he's long, he he's rangy, he gets in front of the net. Warren Fogel is just all over the place, and I don't think he's going to have the capability to play with Connor McDavid. <laughs> I'm I'm not looking forward to this at all. Um yes, Pulley being back in the top six, I think is an attribution or attribute uh, it really, I think he he does not deserves to be in the top six, but I think he's been playing well. I think yesterday against the Devils was probably his best game of the season. Got an assist in the game. A lot of people thought he got a goal as well. So, uh, you know what, Pulley RV, I don't want to say he's coming along, but had a good stretch so far. I think that also comes to the fact that he was playing with Ryan McLeod and Clem Costin. So a couple guys who not necessarily have similar games, but similar play sets that allow and 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 complement Yesapuliarvi's game. But I like the Yanmark McLeod Costin line as well. So <laughs> other than Fogel being on the first line, I like it. But again, Fogel is on that first line, and I sit there and go, huh. uh, the other thing will be whether or not uh, Dylan Holloway plays more than six minutes in that game. Uh, it's just a matter of time before Benson, or uh, probably Benson, comes up and takes Holloway's spot. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto, when, once he's healthy, I think he's going to take that spot. However, 
A couple of interesting names have reached the market. One on waivers and one that hasn't been playing too much with his team. In fact, in New York. So I'm wondering if the Edmonton Oilers are going to be able to add another forward to their core by the end of this trip. Well, we will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline. Guys, tomorrow... We are a sleep away from Canada's first World Cup match since 1986. Uh, That's why I have the Alfonso Davies jersey over my shoulder here, the old Canada jersey over this shoulder, and I have a scarf alongside Ilya Brzezgalov because it is massive. And I'm telling you, maybe, maybe, maybe we might see a big old upset between Canada and and Belgium. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, don't let the haters bring you down. And plus, if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already like sports podcasts. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. I reach over for my notes for the next period of today's episode. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. For your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. (laughs) Alrighty, the Edmonton Oilers need grit. uh, I mean, this isn't anything new. The Edmonton Oilers need somebody who can protect Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. We saw that in its (laughs) all its beauty, if you can call it that, when Alexander Edler took his run at Connor McDavid, the neon knee call. And it was the talking point of the NHL for a couple of days. And that's an issue because all the media and all the talk around the Edmonton Oilers is about why Connor McDavid is being targeted. Well, it's because the Edmonton Oilers don't have a guy that if you do target Connor McDavid, you're going to regret doing so. And the Edmonton Oilers tried doing so. Darnell Nurse tried to jump Alex Edler. And for whatever reason, the officials decided that Alexander Edler needed more protecting than the star of the NHL, Connor McDavid. I don't understand why, but I imagine that Alex Edler and the ref has some very nice dinners a couple of times. Either way, the Edmonton Oilers need a guy that if something like that happens again, maybe not if, when something like that happens again, that somebody's going to be able to not only ring the bell, but ring the bell of the other person who did so. <laughs> and I'm not a, 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 a supporter of dirty plays, 
or or going out and hurting somebody. But the Oilers need a protector. Clem Costin has been doing a very good job so far. He's been throwing his body around, making it difficult. But he hasn't dropped the gloves yet. There's a couple guys on the market right now who will drop the gloves. One guy hit waivers today, and I'm, I mentioned his name, I think just last week after that play, where I think I, the Edmonton Oilers should take a swing at. But there has been another name that has come up that has been mentioned to me and that has had articles written about him so far. The first one that is currently on waivers, who was put on waivers this afternoon, I guess, uh, right at noon, I should say, uh, Mountain Time. And that's Wayne Simmons from Toronto. Four games played so far this year, no goals, one assist, one point. As he's kind of had an up and down year so far for uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I mean that in regards to the AHL. He was sent down to the AHL, never played a game for the Marlies, got called back up, has played in four games so far, and since then, now the Leafs are in some injury problems. It sounds like there might be a deal coming for, not necessarily imminent, but they do need something to happen. And it seems like Simmons is going to be a casualty of it. Just last year, Wayne Simmons, 72 games played, 5 goals, 11 assists, 16 points, 96 penalty minutes. We went through his fight history last year. In fact, his last fight, the only time he's really been able to fight, was September 30th in a, uh, um, uh, what's it called, exhibition game, Uh, against Austin Watson in, like, it's an exhibition game, but it was in, like, uh, uh, a small town in Ontario as Ottawa plays Toronto and Simmons fights Austin Watson. But Wayne Simmons, I'm not going to say he has a lot left in the tank, but what he can bring to the team is experience and an experienced fighter. This is a guy who's fighting for his career right now. He has had a fantastic career. If I'm not mistaken, he's won a Stanley Cup. I believe he was on one of those. Um, was he on one of those LA teams? Maybe he wasn't. Uh, he, but he was in a Stanley Cup final with the Philadelphia Flyers. And, I mean, he is a guy who will do it all for a team just to A, stay in the NHL, but B, to win a game. He is at the tail end of his career and realizes that, you know what, he needs to do whatever he needs to to win a cup and stay in the NHL. And if that means he's going to have to go and protect Connor McDavid, oh, well, he's going to go and do so. I like Wayne Simmons. I've always, I've, Wayne Simmons has been one of my favorite players over his career. He's on waivers. He's a cheap option. He's an easy get right now. I would be behind it. However, I sent feelers out and didn't really get the bite I expected. I got a much bigger bite. I started looking around. In fact, my dad messaged me. He goes, oh, what about this guy? And I said, you know what? I think this particular New York team 
sees this guy as a little bit too valuable to move. Then I, I sent out my feeler and said, well, this guy hasn't played four out of the last five games for the New York Rangers. Oh, I just, I just spoiled it. It's Ryan Reeves. How about Ryan Reeves for the New York Rangers? 12 games so far this year, he's gotten into two fights. His last fight against the toughest guy, one of the toughest guys in the NHL, and Tanner Janot. Pretty uh, solid fight as well. Uh, Ryan Reeves is the upper echelon of enforcers in the NHL. As mentioned, has been a healthy scratch in New York for the last five games. I mean, just last year, five goals, eight assists, 13 points, 43 penalty minutes, has 200, or excuse me, 2,645 hits this or in his career and has 76 fights in his career. 76 in his career. If I'm not mistaken, Wayne Simmons had 59. And just last year in 2021, 2022, 279 hits, which is less than on pace what he is on pace for right now, excuse me, with his 44 hits in 12 games, which in a span of 60 minutes, his hits per 60 minutes are 26.03. Obviously, he's not going to play 20, uh, 60 minutes in a 60-minute hockey game. But the fact that there, uh, say he even plays 10 minutes in a hockey game, you can cut that 26 down to what? Eight hits a game? Uh, that's doing math off the top of my head. So if you're, you're better at math than me, please let me know. Ryan Reeves, I think, is the perfect guy for the Edmonton Oilers. I think still has a lot of game in him. The ultimate, ultimate, ultimate locker room guy. And I'll be honest with you, the best fighter in the NHL, probably. The thing about Ryan Reeves, when you go up to fight him, I mean, it's, it's almost like fighting Israel Adesanya in the, in the UFC. Because you, you'll drop the gloves as soon as you drop the gloves, and he'll get so stoic and just stare at you and go, you make the first move. I don't care. Whatever you have, I have double the amount of it. You got power, I got triple the amount of power. You got speed, I got just as much speed and faster even. I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to win this fight. And if you even think about touching my star player, think again. I saw a comment in one of our uh, videos recently uh, saying that Ryan Reeves would be perfect. The New York Rangers have been able to have guys like Mika Zibanejad, uh, 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 who else is there, Temi Panarin, um, Chris Kreider. They've had allowed those players to go out there and play their game. Yes, Chris Kreider is a player who plays with an edge with him as well. But it makes it that much easier when he doesn't have to worry about fighting. And once Evander Kane comes back, yes, Evander Kane and Ryan Reeves have had their issues in the past. They have fought before a lot, and it's been nasty, and some say personal. But Ryan Reeves, well, first of all, Evander Kane 
once he comes back, is not going to want to fight again in his career. There's no way he's going to be able to grab onto a jersey the same way he's been able to in his career. There's no way he's going to be willing to risk tearing something in his hand after fighting and putting his career in jeopardy. Ryan Reeves is a guy who can do that and do that in a way that allows Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl to go out there and play the game they want to. Because, again, if the other team even thinks about laying a finger on Connor McDavid, then Ryan Reeves is going to lay a couple of fingers on the other player there. Um, I'll be interested to see as the Edmonton Oilers are in New York. Uh, uh, I guess that's Manhattan. I guess uh, I think so. Uh, at uh, uh, Madison Square Garden on Friday, playing those same New York Rangers. I'm curious to see if the Edmonton Oilers fly out on Friday with a new enforcer, whether... That's Wayne Simmons picked up on waivers tomorrow morning or, or tomorrow at noon. Or if it's Ryan Reeves, we shall see when the time comes. Alrighty, let's move down south to Bakersfield as the Bakersfield Condors are uh, having a tough time. Let's just say that. We will go into our Bakersfield Condors report in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Oilers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. With 24 in an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and to verify whether or not a threat is real. So you can get priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day and is less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Plus, with the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, or simply... Adjust the system settings. You can all do it all with Simply Safe's top-rated app. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the Bakersfield Condors report. As the Condors had three games since the last time we spoke, and three losses as well for them. Starting off with the Colorado Eagles, a loss of 4-3 to three there. They were down 4-1, made a valiant effort in the third, scoring two goals, but it 
couldn't happen. But uh, some good news for uh, Oilers fans in general is Philip Broberg scoring his first two goals of the season in that one, scoring the first goal and the second goal of the game, one of them being an absolute beauty. Uh, James Hamblin getting an assist on the first goal alongside Seth Griffith, who got his 10th assist on the season on that one. Plus Greg McKegg and uh, Carter Savoy chipping in with his first assist of the season on that one as well on Broberg's second goal of the year. And Greg McKegg getting his second point of the night with the third goal of the game for the Condors. Brad Malone getting an assist before getting the call up to the Edmonton Oilers in that one. And Seth Griffith getting his second point of the game there. His 11th assist on the season. Seth Griffith is having a great year in Bakersfield. Then the rivals, well, the the man-made rivals, I guess, of the Calgary Wranglers came into town for Bakersfield, and it was ugly. A 5-1 loss on uh, in the first game, and then a 5-2 loss in the second game. Not uh, great showings for the uh, uh, Bakersfield Condors there. Seth Griffith getting the only goal in the first game, uh, his second of the season, with Xavier Borgo's fourth assist of the year, getting the primary assist, and Philip Broberg on a two-game heater, getting his first point of, or first assist, excuse me, of the season in that one. And then in the second game uh, between the Wranglers and the Condors, Justin Bailey scoring both goals for the Condors as he's getting into his first bit of action for the Condors this year. Now, it was announced early on in uh, training camp that he did sign a PTO with the Oilers. I'm not sure what happened. He may have been released at some point. Don't know what happened, but he never did end up uh, suiting up for the Oilers during training camp. He must have got injured, I guess, but uh, uh, does now play with uh, Bakersfield down there and getting some massive points. Both goals, as mentioned, for uh, Justin Bailey in the game against the Wranglers, first and second goal. Philip Broberg. Getting another assist in that one, a three-point or three-game heater for him. Four points in three games there. Seth Griffith getting two assists in that second game against the Wrangler. Uh, 12 and 13, the assist totals on that for him there. And uh, Ty Benson, Tyler Benson getting his first bit of action of the year on a conditioning stint down in Bakersfield. Got an assist on the second goal from Justin Bailey in that one. Now, they are playing the Henderson Silver Knights tonight. Actually, right now, as I am recording this, so there uh, will be updates by the time uh, this comes out. But uh, some news for the uh, Condors is Ryan Fanti getting called up from the ECHL. He has started one game, was came in in relief in another, both against the Wranglers. Went 15 for 15 in the relief appearance and stopping 40 against the Wranglers in his first start uh, for the Condors this year as well. Uh, sporting a solid 9.45 save percentage in those two games and a 2.33 goals against 
pretty impressive considering he was in two five-goal games. Again, he came in relief in one of them, so and went for 15 for 15. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue as well. Quick update on his season. 3-3-0 three, three and oh on the season with a .913 save percentage and a 2-7-1 goals against. And Calvin Pickard having a tough season I'd say so far does have the most amount of wins for the Condors this year 4-2-1 and one, as he has a .899 save percentage with a 3-12 goals against average the uh, Condors this year 4 uh Six and oh, four, six and one, excuse me, so far this year. Uh, need a little bit of, I don't know, pick me up, but uh, early in the year as well, obviously. Take a look at the point totals as Seth Griffith leads the way for the Condors, as he has 13 assists on the year. 15 points, two goals as he leads the Condors with those 15 points. James Hamblin, second on the team with nine points on the year and a tie for third between Michael Kesselring, who has six goals on the year, and Xavier Borgo, three goals, four assists, seven points for Borgo, six goals, one assist, seven points for Kesselring, and Phil Kemp, fifth on the team in points there, six for him now the interesting thing when i take a look at those is those are all players who really impressed in training camp for the edmonton oilers so far this year maybe borgo a little bit of a stretch saying that but i i i would say borgo had a pretty solid camp as well but uh seth griffith was in there late as well james hamblin a lot of people thought including myself he might make a stretch for that final or 13th 14th forward for the edmonton oilers michael kesselring and phil kemp had very solid camps could see them making uh, uh, their NHL debut probably next year, if not late this year, if there's a ton of injuries on the back end for the Oilers. But uh, it's very interesting to see because those are the guys that I think will be the future, not the future for the Oilers, but uh, future important pieces, probably the best way to put it for the Edmonton Oilers. Alrighty, let's wrap it up there as the Edmonton Oilers are back in action tomorrow night, Wednesday night, against the New York Islanders on the island. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen. Now for your ne next listen, check in uh, to Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We shall talk to you after the New York Islanders game. Not sure who gets the start yet. Be interesting to see as Jack Campbell did reveal he has a broken nose. If he doesn't play, then it'll be interesting to see if he's on the bench. I assume he will be. But maybe he's sporting a face mask. I don't know. Uh, either way, have a wonderful day, everybody. Talk to you then. Stay safe and play La Bomba, baby.